Open whenever, hopefully. Yeah. Hi, Harley. Hello, Josh. I'm actually doing? seeing you face to face. I know. Like, I, I was. I have to say, I got so frustrated on the last show that we did. No. Just, uh, we had so many issues with uh, sound dropping out. Yeah. Uh, losing connection on, online and stuff yeah. like that, and I. That's part partially why it's been such a while to do it because I. It, it frustrated me to the point I, I just didn't look forward yeah, to doing fair. this. So no, now we're allowed. We're look, just so you know, we're not face to face. Yeah. We're, we're face two meters face. Yeah. With a table in the middle in my back garden, <laughs> which I, my new back garden. He's put like a pop shield in the way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> one giant pop shield made oh. out of one big pair of pantyhose. I see. Man, I wonder, I wonder how social distant, like how this is going to affect pop shields in the future. Are they going to be <laughs> disposable? They'll just be like burned immediately yeah. afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dipped Amazing. In, dipped in hand gel. And then set fire to, and you'll just t- see it burn away the alcohol. Poor Angel, station manager of the IR Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Can't sneak it. Oh, mate. Well, how are you, Harley? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah? I'm all right. It's, uh, yeah, I've, it's been a, it's a struggle. Yeah? Um, for, for, for dear old me. I can but, imagine. Um, the end seems to be in sight. I don't know if I'm getting overly... Are you talking about lockdown or are you going to end it all? <laughs> lockdown, <laughs> hopefully. Lockdown, lockdown. Okay, okay good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, more hopeful than that. There we go. That's a good uh, plot thread um, yeah. tied up there, ladies and gentlemen. Hardy's not going not gonna to kill himself. Yay! <laughs> I was uh, listening to a podcast this morning uh, where Adam Buxton interviewed Billy Colony. Uh, brilliant. Which is very good. I mean, that guy uh, is very... Had, uh, a very wise man uh, he ha- has become in his in his old age and talked about how he had to uh, apologize because he did a, did a documentary on the BBC and saying how he's kind of how his parkinson's is means he's kind of wasting away and such like that and a lot of people thought that was him saying goodbye and that was <laughs> the end and he was oh no 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 I'm I'm I, I'm not dying yeah I mean I will die and I'm getting better <laughs> <laughs> but he, yeah he was saying like he was. It was. He was got uh, mistaken for saying that this was, this was the end for him. <laughs> this is his swan song and, uh, in yeah, a podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, well, so. So yeah, for, I, it's definitely not the end for me. Good. I'm very glad. Um. So I mean, we haven't spoken probably about a month. I think it is. Yeah. We, you know, in, it, we haven't recorded us speaking in just over a month. Um. So month. I'd love to yeah. catch up with what you've been doing musically, Mr. Harley Cotton. Uh, oh. I know that you've been a busy bee. I, yeah, it's been a weird one. I've not done a lot of my music. Um, Mime music. That's, my that'd music. be quite difficult because it'd just be silence. I tell you what, yeah. It, it's all kind of happened in the last week that I've been trying to do various things, but with the house move, uh, with trying to get work because mm-hmm. I've... Job had, market's a bit... It's nothing not, right now. It's a bit nothing, and there's not really a lot of support uh, for my particular position mm-hmm. uh, as a musician. Downward dog. Yeah. Um, the uh, so um, the the self employment grant has not been particularly mm. fruitful for myself. So uh, I've have been having to kind of seek uh, temporary work, which I've managed to do in the last couple of weeks, which has been keeping me busy. Nice. But then. Anything fun and interesting for you? No, I mean, <laughs> no, it's it's not gigging. I tell you that. Yeah, uh, nothing I, can touch that, right? And I, I I played bass to 
a tracks and bass on a uh, for a video the other day, and I was like, I I really miss doing this. Yeah, uh, like and doing this regularly. That and it kind of it it chokes me up a little bit of just how alive just playing for five minutes made me feel. Absolutely. Um, and I'm like, so yeah, I can't wait to get back to doing that full time. Definitely. Um, however, in the last kind of week or so, we've had a lot of things happen in terms of chart attack at once. Good. So we uh we've had the videos from our New Year's uh have had their first first draft. Cool. And they look absolutely incredible. Like it's the best promo we've done. It's from the Deves. Uh from the Deves. Brilliant. Um yeah, we've got a short one minute video to go on Instagram and a longer one that will be put on Facebook and YouTube and stuff like oh, that. I cannot wait to see this. And it oh my god, I'll show you at the end of the show because I've had so much FOMO. Ridiculous. That oh. I can finally not mow. I was watching the video going, oh man, I'm missing out. <laughs> it looks, honestly, we had a lot of fun there, but it looked like we were having even more fun. <laughs> you were FOMO, but you did not mow. Yeah, it was. Was this all by Mr. Dan Oten? Dan Oten, yeah. Uh, and I cannot thank that guy enough. Mm. Has done an incredible job. Uh, well just, done. <sighs> yeah, oh, making it, it well, looks yeah. so professional. Um, and he, I mean, it's. I, I'm not saying I doubted anything from the start because <laughs> in the past when he's done it he's done a great job and mm. i've seen videos he's done i just didn't think that this what he was gonna do you know taking a small amount of equipment mm. across to the other side of the world mm. um filming in ridiculous heat mm. uh and has one shot to get everything right we only did one gig so that one gig was the only chance we had to kind of get it right you yeah. know and it was just phenomenal like did he it, also record the the, the the smaller acoustic set you guys did in the in the other bar or something um no we did that was a full band set it was a full band it set, was okay. a full band set but he uh he didn't film that because we were like well we want to cut it into one video yeah we fair. don't want to kind of make cut between two locations and make it look be a bit, jarring yeah it? so um we didn't do that we, we let him have a night off and you have to wear the same clothes every yeah, <laughs> with two gigs it. straight yeah yeah, yeah welcome to lockabilly shirt no. mm, stanky <laughs> but yeah, so that came through, but now we've got that. All of with the audio that he worked to, we worked to two new songs, and we forgot we had to record those. So we're now, right, right, all hands on deck to record all our parts to get that to him. Mm. So that's going to get sorted hopefully this week or beginning of next week, as well as we've just finished doing some COVID covers uh, <laughs> nice. that we've been working on um, in our houses just to kind of quick, home recordings and look, putting them all together so uh i've got a fair bit of homework to edit all that together nice yeah that's 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 the thing isn't it it's really fun to get it done but then when you actually have to do the editing is the yeah. hard part yeah like i love like mixing and all of that but the editing side of the stuff is is a bit more of a bit more of a job yeah absolutely because um, it's just not quite the second nature to you no no so that was uh that's a thing that is happening, um, but hopefully we'll get that soon out there. I so get wait. on the Chart Attack page if you want to see when that comes out. It's going to be... But is there an ad? Uh, at, I think it was just at Chart Attack UK. Good. Uh, I think we're on Instagram as at Chart Attack UK. The same. If Good. not, just search us, uh, but there'll be... Yeah, I'm sure you'll find it with that famous. <laughs> <laughs> just right I have not heard of any other Chart Attack, you know? No, I, I was surprised that name wasn't taken when, when we picked it, actually. Puns Central. It's all about them puns. Absolutely, man. So, yeah, there's that. I've been working a lot, again, with Charlie. Uh, she's released her EP. It's Brilliant. What's it called? 
uh, it's called Blossoms. Blossoms, uh, good. Which is a song that she recorded with Rob. Mm-hmm. He arranged, uh, I can remember, I think it might be like third or fourth song in, but he arranged a really good uh, piano and acoustic guitar kind of piece for that. Um, that is she I, going under a moniker? I know her name's not Monica, but <laughs> is it... She's just going, she's under, uh, I think, Charlotte Sutton. Charlotte Sutton, cool. So her... So Her that is going to be out this, well, as of this it's, week, it's now kind it's of in process. currently floating around the air and being <laughs> formed into a Spotifyable beast. <laughs> Um, if you go on a, her music page, which is just Charlotte Sutton, there's a button you can click and you can pre, what's the word, pre-subscribe. Yeah, pre-follow. Pre-follow, that's it. So uh, when it gets up there, you'll be notified and be able to listen to it all in its entirety. I say the song's Blossoms is a, is a beautiful song. For fans of? Um, so uh, it's, I would say it's nice, easy, folky pop. I would say, yeah, you know, it's all very raw instruments, very real, you know, very little like pop synth. Um, so yeah, it's. If you could think of an artist that you'd be like, she would work well. I think that's hard for me to <laughs> do because I'm too close in. Yeah, I bet. So I, I, I think that may be something for somebody else to to mm. comment. So if anybody uh, listens, can listen to it and just, you know. Let 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 us know, or or let her know what what kind of what comparisons you could draw mm. for people who are fans of such and such, mm, and absolutely. hopefully uh, we'll be able to get a better picture. Because I think I'm too I'm too in deep for that. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's very difficult to sort of see the wood for the trees when you've been mixing for yeah. a long time. It's great because I've been teaching her to do her own mixing as well. Nice. Yeah, so she did say she pushed some buttons and moved some livers. We spent a day yesterday. Was it yesterday or day before? Um, and I went right. I told her to plug everything in, set up my overly complicated mic system, um, and record what a track. What was the overly complicated mic system? Because I've got a separate power supply for the microphone, so you've got to go from the microphone into the box, turn the box on. Is this like the U47 or U47, yeah. U47, yeah. Um, and then from the box, then into the inputs, and make sure the, the, the sound card's plugged into the computer, because I use the laptop that's not always there. And sometimes plug the speakers in because we're sharing a plug with the printer. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't quite fully settled to a like a permanent setup just yet. So it's there, it's there. Um, But now she can, she can kind of. I was, uh, I've been working in Chelmsford today, so she took herself upstairs to the studio this morning and she phoned me up. She's like, can you listen to my mix and make sure it's all right? I, I, I might, you might not, you might hate it. I might have done some things wrong. She played down the phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> said, Sounds a bit tinny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just, it was really good. It was really cool. And she said to me, she said, I'm really, she's like, you might hate, I might have done something and you might hate it. So I'm really sorry. Hmm. And I'm like, if you're doing things that you think I might hate, it means you're being creative. <laughs> it means you're doing things in a way that's explorative. I've cut you out completely. Yeah. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> yeah, I've changed the locks. <laughs> <laughs> Can't change me. <laughs> I see what you did there. Pun C. That's what we're doing today. Pun Central. It's all about Pun Central. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Pun Central. Uh, <laughs> um, that's where I've moved. If anybody wants to know, just Google Pun Central and look it up on Google Maps. I pun three. Oh, I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> so who did you use for your aggregate in the end? Uh, so we used DistroKid. DistroKid, um, cool, to get it out to Spotify, etc. Yeah, we looked into, I think that's someone you suggested. Um, and and Rainer as well. Yeah, you suggested and went, Rainer has uh, sponsored it in the past, so... 
you know, hit discount him up for, kid, for right? Discount, and uh, we did that. We didn't actually use his discount because by the too time too good we'd for start, him. Oh, I see. Well, we forgot, and then we by the time we realised we'd already started doing everything, <laughs> and it's already quite affordable anyway. I think it cost her like twenty five dollars to have everything uploaded. It's crazy. Um, and it's a subscription thing. And that's dollars as well. That's just like monopoly money. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really. <laughs> Is it Australian really dollars? Money. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, like it's there. It's ready to go, and it was so easy. I was thinking it was going to be so complicated to get stuff right and have everything in a way that's going to be protected in the way that you would. But it seems like it's kind of, mm. it's on there. So it's much easier than you think it would. I mean, there's it would be right because you do have the things like the ISRC codes, yeah, uh, and things of making sure that you have you know it sort of uh, licensed to mm. your own um, to your own name, etc. But it's it's been streamlined so much now that it is so possible just to do the mixing, mastering, recording, and the uh, marketing and publishing. And distribution all on one laptop or even a phone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you probably could. Yeah, yeah. it's um, it, technology, huh? Huh? <laughs> crazy. It's so crazy. Right? So, yeah, that's really cool um, to get that sort of done. Um, and it's, yeah, she's, she's doing some really cool stuff. So, it? is it got the one release right now? Are you gearing up for more? Yeah, so it was going to be an EP. Technically, it's not. We got told off for calling it an EP because it's oh, right. seven tracks, not six. Well, it's about runtime. It's usually if it's over 25 minutes, yeah. it's an LP. According to DistroKid, it, <laughs> it has to be six songs or less. Or between four and six songs. Making up their own rules. Yeah, I know. So uh, we were like, eh, well, I guess it's an album then. Yeah. Which is silly because we had more songs that we could have put on there, but we wouldn't keep it short. See, what you should have done yeah. is uh, do the Offspring thing. Or like the the huge thing that in, in bands when we were in our teens where they would just leave a big bunch of silence mm. at the end and just put another track at the end of one track. Oh, right? Like, is this track really 10 minutes when you've put it into like, you know, iTunes in, yeah. in the early 2000s? Like, yeah. no, it's just five minutes of stuff. Ooh. <laughs> There's one random thing where he just says like, eat donkey crap or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of that. Uh, yeah. That's... I Bring that back, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> bring back the 90s secret track. Yeah, well, it's the thing now. Like, if, if you're so, if you're scrolling through Spotify or, or an artist's library and you see a track that's nine minutes, you're like, oh, I'll skip that one because it's well long. I just want something bite-sized. Whereas <laughs> you realise it is actually two tracks. Yeah. See, I listen to Prog, so seeing a song that's nine minutes long, you're like, <laughs> ooh, ooh, a short one. <laughs> it's a song cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can listen to this in the bath and I'll be done. By the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like an egg timer, isn't it? But for people. <laughs> You use an egg timer in the bath. Yeah. I'll be boiled and hard-shelled <laughs> by the end. <laughs> oh, I've only got time to soft-boil myself today. <laughs> I'm <bread> poached. <laughs> Put a bit of vinegar in the bath. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Anyway. Welcome to Cookery with Harley and Josh. Uh, Person cooking for cannibals. So, yeah, that's basically me up until now, really. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to getting stuff out there. I've been trying to force myself to do a bit of writing. Good. I've been able to kind of do a bit of that. I've Here he is, his little his little song teasers again. Because I've got the... St- yeah, no, right. Well, <laughs> it's I, just I, like the big tease. I would like to point out I've, I'm yet to make anything of any value. But oh, like, that's not true. I've got into the habit of waking up like really early. And so if I, I can sneak out of bed and spend a couple of hours in the studio with my headphones on before like we kind of start our day on our days off. Of course so. it's of value, Harley. The biggest songs in the world right now are only worth 0.0003 pence anyway. Well, so, yeah. you yeah. know, That's you've it. only got 
0.0003 pence to make up. That's that's really low expectations, and yet I don't succeed. <laughs> don't don't make quite to that. So. I believe in you, man. You're worth <laughs> at least 0.0004 pence to me. Wow, I mean that's that's a compliment. That's more than Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, <laughs> I'm worth more than Bohemian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is our industry? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what, what what about you then? What what have you been up to well, in our? I will tell you, but first I want to ask you some questions. Oh, go ask me some. All questions. right, and I want I want you to ask answer them very carefully. Um, what was your favorite musical moment for the past couple of weeks that I've not seen you? Um, musical <laughs> moments. I, I tell you what, my my favorite musical moment. Favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about your favorite calls. <laughs> Put them in the bath. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ooh, poached. <laughs> so I, I tell you what, my favorite musical moment. It's a bit sappy. Oh, good. But so last night, was it last again. I forget what time it was. It was maybe the night before. It was the night before playing. Uh, so I've shown Charlie how to do various things, uh, and I've been. We spent about forty-five minutes going through the various points of this is how you arm a track. This is how you record. You might want to double track the vocals here and there, and then to a certain. At a certain point, she goes, "Right, get out. I'm gonna. I've got a few ideas, but I just want to try them out." <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I went downstairs. I did some washing up, and I got breakfast ready for the next day nice. and stuff like that. And I went up, and she's and she's there. And she's there. Hunched. And she's, she's she's doing little like little edits, and yeah. then she's going back, and then she goes to record a vocal line just to do a harmony, and she messes up, and she goes, oh, and she goes it again. Yeah. And she's like, she is she is down the rabbit hole. Uh, yeah. Of recording and writing and experimenting with And for both music. of you, like, shoes on the other foot there, right? So yeah, and you're kind of, like, in a different room while she's producing. Yeah. And you're like, do you want a cup of tea? Exactly. Go away! Yeah, it's that. It's that. And she's, like, she's, she's head down. She's in it. And she's so engrossed. And, like, the possibilities are limitless. Mm. That, that, you know, and she's learning what, how limitless. That's <laughs> you know? lovely. And I or, was just like... Or oh. you can limit them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're limitless or compressionless. Yeah, or compressed <laughs> or excited. <laughs> expandless. Mm. <laughs> so, so expandless. Good. Well, what about, yeah. uh, have you learned a, a particular musical lesson since I last saw you that you think was invaluable? Um, that's, that's French for in, in, invaluable. Okay, I'm going to go with, uh, it's a very nerdy technical thing. Good. I've, I've learned the value of solid state bass amps. Okay, it's Harley's. It's Harley's Tech Corner. Yeah. What is a solid state but bass amp? Well, there Harley. are kind of two main schools of amplification, which is solid state and elementary school. And <laughs> solid elementary, <laughs> uh, and sort of valve. Valves are tubes with vacuum bits or gases in them that light up and they glow and they heat up and they go pop. Sometimes, <laughs> uh, if, they're, if they're bad ones. If they're bad, but it's not. It's fine. It's glass. You can replace them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then solid state is more circuit based. They run off um, uh, transformers or transistors and various stuff like that. Or Decepticons. The final, the main crux of it is they sound different. Right. And everyone goes, valve amps are great. And then with guitar, that is definitely the case. And I like that. And I've been using a valve based bass amp emulation, an Ampeg SBT. That's a lot uh, to say. Yeah. Um, it's, you said it so well, I wouldn't have. I mean, I even shorted it to SBT. I don't know what that those words stand for, but <laughs> Scott Space teaching no. Um, solid valve technical. I don't know. Oh, um, oh yeah, true. Probably something like that, right. I guess. Um, space vulture 
Trillions. Technology. Yeah. Uh, and that sounds great because that's the classic. It's the best amp like, right. that people say there is, you know, which is great. So the Ampegs are SVTs, Ampeg. aren't they? Yeah. And they're, they're like amazing amps. And I've been using it and I love it. Uh, love what the sound is. It's very kind of 70s, very proggy, rocky working sound. But then we've been doing some more sort of modern funky stuff. And I'm mm. like, I want something that's a bit more... Uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but it sounds great the way I've been using. I've been using like a Galleon Kruger style amp and it sounds just fantastic. Amazing. Um, and I've just been loving it. Um, so I've now kind of rejigged my pedal board. So I've got a valve preset and a... This is your Helix. So, yeah. Right. And a solid state preset with all the same effects on. So I can jump between the two depending on what kind of job I'm doing. Right. That's cool. Yeah, so if you're in a proggy kind of thing, you want to go for an SVT. If you're yeah. doing your sort of function stuff or you will be doing some more funky slap pace, you want to be using some valve things. Yeah, I would be using a solid state for, for sort of chart attack something. Yeah. Um, and then, or, or if I just want to do something modern versus something vintage, mm. because go back into the day of the classic funk bands, they'd be always using like the... Uh, the old Ampegs and the, the Valvey stuff. Um, I want to stay in Harley's Tech Corner. Okay. I want to stay in Harley's Tech Corner here in this oh. dusty little... Yeah, uh, uh, chair, it smells like polish and WD-40. Oh, yeah. Um, what is a single string pickup? Oh, yeah. we talk, I, I, You talked about this. I've never actually heard of this in my 20 years of playing guitar. Yeah, what? It, it's kind of... I, I'd say it's fairly new technology. There's a guy... Um, I can't, it's probably based on very old technology. <laughs> yeah, um... Well, it's just a pickup, but the idea is it's nice and small, and it only picks up one string so or two strings. Visualize it for people. Like in terms of a coin, how big is it? Smaller than a five p. Wow! Um, and where do you mount it? So uh, the one I've got is a like surface mount, so it will fit on a scratch plate. Right. So it will fit under the string, um, and it will just pick up the single string if you want it to. Okay. And what about cabling or wires? Um, the one I've got, you can get them with a cable with a jack socket at the end right uh they do have a um so or you can just yeah so you can plug it and put it for a separate amp okay uh, so so how long is the so the jack cable that comes with it do you sort of like kind of like um velcro that to your other yeah, jacks essentially um the one i've got i haven't got a jack socket for right uh it's hardwired so i'm going to put like a stereo jack socket into my guitar okay. and then have a splitter so i can do it with only having one cable hanging down essentially so, so it's nice and what's the subtle. point <laughs> what's the point in anything, <laughs> what's the point in anything mate <laughs> Close COVID. Point? <laughs> um so i watched a gig with jamie lenman i've probably talked about him before he's amazing does Lamey these gigs where it's just him and a drummer right yes and he runs his guitar amp guitar pickups into his guitar amp and distorts it and makes it sound like a guitar but he just has a single string with a pickup underneath going into an octaver, pitch it down an octave into a Fender Bassman bass amp. And he has this massive sound because he can play chords, but then the bass note is playing a single note. Right, yeah. So like you've you've kind of turned your guitar into both a guitar and a bass. Yeah. Without having to do any without having to sacrifice how you play. Mm. Apart from obviously you're always playing the bottom E string if you want See, the bass. See, this sounds very interesting to me because yeah. I do that. Yeah. And I've been using that the, the pitch shifting technology to sort of just try and play both the bass part yeah. and the guitar part at the same time. And it is really fun. But yeah, the problem is it, it just ends it. up just like when you play a chord, it sounds like a lot of mush. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you so kind of you you limit what you play, like you say. Yeah. So uh, and this uh, I'm I'm yet to install it, but I will report back with what I can kind of get. Um, but it yeah, it's great. It's really cool. Um, I've I say, Jamie Lemon is the guy that kind of I was at a gig, and uh, my friend Jack was supporting was the support band. And I said to him, so what? I said, what was this band again? Uh, lower, lower. Lower, lower. That was it. We um, played him on the show before. Yeah. And I said to him, I was like, what? What is the? Uh, what's the setup? Because last time I saw him, saw Jamie Lemon, he played with a five-piece band, and then he toured with an eight-piece band playing heavy metal with a brass section. Right. Because why not? And he was like, oh no, there's just two of them. I went, oh okay, is it acoustic set? He went, no. Mm. I'm like, how do they do that? And he was like. We've been following them on tour. We're still working it out. I have no idea how you do this. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds fantastic. Cool. So I was like, okay, and it, and I was like, I was, I was skeptical. Um, Did they back in tracks at all? Or? They had loops for some drum parts, right? But all the guitar stuff was done live, right? And it was a wall of sound, to say the least. Yeah, it was incredible. So without Phil Spector, like, yeah, it was that, and I was like, okay, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to get that, you know. Mm. Um, part of me was thinking if I wanted to go out and do a solo gig, it's it gives me a bit more scope scope to do that. Um, if we were in such a situation where, you <laughs> know, bands that were bigger than two people were yeah. not doable. Right. Because, you know, we don't, we don't know what the future of, of gigging is entirely. Mm-hmm. It may go back to normal. It may not. Mm. But hey, at least I've got this little pickup that <laughs> gives me options. Absolutely. Well, that <laughs> was Harley's Tech Corner. Yeah. If you have questions for Harley's Tech Corner, please do let us know. Mm-hmm. And we will try and cover them for you. Um, I've got a section I would like to add in post. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to add that in now. Um, there's been some amazing music released by... Uh, our local artists from our scene um, in East Anglia over lockdown. And I really would like to just tell people about them. Uh, So we've got some music uh, from Reno and Rome, Anorak Patch, Blue Mean Eyes, Tundra, Kyanos, Honey and the Bear, Connor Adams, Barney Holmes. And I'd like to just give you a little bit of a sample of some of them uh, in a little bit of a compilation because we can't play all of them because we don't have the copyright for them. So, yeah, we just want to give you a bit of a taster um, as a little bit of a break here. So here you go. Six Week Party by Anorak Patch. Capri Sun by Barney Holmes. Reason. Capri Sun. Devil of the Night by Connor Adams. Devil of the Night. Breathe in by Kyanos. Jealous of Us by Rito and Rose. Even if we are dreaming, the best way to clean it is to burn it by Blue Mean Eyes. They want us to die by Tundra, Seymour Quigley, Cult and Boo. United will stay by Honey and the Bear. Be a man just as hard as it's so 
amazing. That's, yeah. Right? You don't know what that sounds like, I but it, didn't it sound great? <laughs> I was going to pretend, but uh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, well, all these songs, well, how much of this will be able to go onto the Harley and Joshua playlist? Spotify I will playlist. put them all on the Spotify Anything playlist, so they will be Spotify. available now if you're listening to this. Um, and they are also all available on Spotify. Oh, are they? That's so. great. It's good. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on the Spotify playlist that I just made. Of course. Made. <laughs> of course, that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. I mean, like I say, this this time has been good for a lot of people to be able to kind of sit down and finish those projects, mm. start new projects, mm-hmm. and just do something sometimes a bit different. Absolutely. You know, the and limitations. Keep have, themselves going. Yeah. Like, the limits that you have can really give you inspiration. Yeah. So Absolutely. Sometimes it's by working with limits yeah. that you actually figure out what your limits are. Tell us, tell us about your your time then. So <laughs> I'm bored uh, of talking about me. <laughs> well, yeah, I have been quite busy over lockdown. Um, the first couple of weeks, I was a bit like, "Nah, I'm good. I don't mm. like this at all. I'm just gonna sit in and play Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, Did you complete it? Yeah, well, as much as you can complete that game. Yeah. Um, soundtrack was incredible. Stuff mm. by D'Angelo on there. Um, Willie Nelson. Uh, Josh Hom, so yeah, I was uh, I was obsessed with listening to the soundtrack for that. So I, that that is good listening for anybody that that um, that is interested. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but the the work stuff didn't really stop. Um, so I had uh, all my work cancelled at one of the schools that I work in. Well, two of the schools that I work in, um, and because they weren't allowing outside um, sort mm-hmm. of private teachers in, which is absolutely fair. Do you know if that may pick up? Uh, come September when the school not goes so back. far that yes. I know they've not they've not changed that anymore I think yeah. there's uh, academies are very wary at the moment yeah so yeah music teachers are going to have quite a well private music teachers are going to have a rough time of it in terms of school mm. um but uh Moreland Primary were just absolutely fantastic and they said look we know you've had all your work cancelled all my gigs were cancelled it was March 18th was like d-day for me and it was just like by the way everything you know and love is gone <laughs> you know <laughs> um um including wah, 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 Glastonbury. So I was just like, I think I was teaching that day. And uh, it was like, the uh, it was the day that we all went into lockdown. Mm. I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. My work's gone. They just like, well, all the key workers kids do still have to come in. So we'll give you time uh, with them, obviously socially distanced. Because, um, you know, there was only... 10 kids in in a day for the the first the first couple of weeks yeah um so there was a chance for me to sort of sit them down in a, in a, in a big space uh, and sort of show them how to play an instrument that they'd never played before mm. which was very rewarding um so yeah that, that was fun and but then as people start to realize that it was safe to bring the kids back to school then they started to um you know, sort of come in their droves, which was really good. So we just split them into their own bubbles, and now all the all the schools back, and each of the year groups have been split up into different different bubbles, etc. Mm. So yeah, that's that's been really really fun. Um, I you know I didn't get to see some of my my top students for so long, and then when they did come back to school, it was emotional. Obviously, you know, yeah, you know, we we couldn't crack on as much as I'd like to because I couldn't have the one to one session with them. Yeah. Um, because of you know the limitations but we did work towards uh, a big performance which we did yesterday actually um if you're listening to this it was last monday um <laughs> and uh yeah it was we we would we basically we uh had a performance earlier this year at snake maltings which i was telling talking about on the podcast yeah and we basically did that performance for the school 
Um, so yeah, I was just sort of, uh, I was Mr. Sound Guy, Mr. Stage Technician, and uh, Mr. Music Guy as well, because I'd written all the backing tracks for it. Um, so I had some, a little bit of work doing that. Uh, we were doing, what we did do, Lust for Life, Running Up That Hill, um, did a Stormzy track called Crown, uh, we did a Billie Eilish track called Ocean Eyes, and we did a Lana Del Rey song called Born to Die. Um, there was a big breath. Oh, we did Take On Me by Aha. 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 Yeah. Uh, it's by Alan Partridge. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that was kind of, we, we did we did a, a little festival uh, vibe last Friday. Um, before the weekend and I set this stage up outside and it's you know this stage is about 20 meters squared I think at least I think it might be a bit bigger than that actually um, so I'd set it all up and they were like right okay well that's the performance is done so you can pack that down but I was like well my, my PA set up and the kids are all out on the field I think I might as well just give them some live music vibes yeah um, so I put on uh, the whole of 1984's Queen <laughs> like Live Aid concert and it's it's so amazing watching these like six year olds to ten year olds just going I love this song and it's just <laughs> you know it goes over gender uh, generational boundaries you know um, so yeah there, and you know there, there were a lot of requests for ACDC and nice. <laughs> Guns and Roses train them well yeah absolutely um, but you know uh, that we had to pack it down over the weekend then I had to put it back out yesterday and set it up for them just this is the reason why I'm not a, a stage technician all the time just just when I'm asked to be because it's stressful yeah and uh, and there's just you know, especially when people don't know what they need or what they want in terms of sound and they're just sort of like can you just make it do a thing and you're like I need specifics um, it, yeah so That's yeah I'm like do you actually know how many mics you need um, one how many people are singing individual parts about six then you need six mics. <laughs> um, and, you know, we'd only had like two or something like that to work with. Yeah. So, yeah, that, but that was what was very award, rewarding. And uh, like we, you were saying about having seeing Charlie um, going down the rabbit hole of falling in love with uh, mixing and mastering and, and sort of doing the the, um, the production side of it. Yeah. And you, you kind of see a bit of yourself in that. Yeah. Um, sort of standing on the outside looking in. And uh, and there was some mo- great moments when I was just sort of walking around the school and, and loading stuff out and loading stuff in where um, I'd sort of uh, walk past a classroom and I'd see one of my students just sitting there noodling on the guitar, not playing anything in specific, in particular, um, but just sitting there, just lost in it. And that was just such a lovely thing to have where you just suddenly go, oh, that's me. That's me 15 years ago, you know, mm. or well, actually <laughs> 20 years ago, um, <laughs> you know, so the, uh, and, and just seeing a bit of your development in somebody else's um, uh, in, in somebody else's development is, is, is really quite special. So that was I was quite grateful to have that. Um, yeah, so that that was that was Moreland. Uh, just finished with that, so now I'm on summer holiday. They asked me to do a bit more more hours, but I was like, I've been quite flat out five days a week for about a month and two months actually. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know what? Everybody else is having a summer holiday, so I'm just gonna take a break. I think. Um, but I've still well got a lot of stuff going on. Thank you. Um, at the beginning, I was I was recording guitars for Battle Toads. We talked about that on the show before. Yeah. If you'd like to know about how I recorded that, uh, what kind of gear I used to uh, get a good studio um, recording sound for a guitar when you're living in a two-bedroom house um, where you don't have a studio. Um, yeah, listen to our podcast from uh, well, about two episodes back and you'll find some really interesting stuff there. So I was very lucky to land that um, land that job right as lockdown happened. Um, otherwise, I would have had 
no work at all. <laughs> I, I found it quite interesting, actually, because uh, after, after having that podcast, doing that podcast, you talked about what amp do you use? It was a Helix Native. Oh, oh, uh, the, so what amp mod? It was, it was the, the PV505. 5150. Yeah. 50, 50, yeah. Uh, so I afterwards used that amp, had oh, to yeah. play around with that amp, and that's kind of been my go-to. Oh, really? I, I even used it on one of Charlie's quite laid-back songs just on, oh, for, for a lead line. I'm like, this amp's actually a lot more versatile than you might you think. You think, it right. It's quite top-endy, yeah. um, whereas a lot of metal guitar amps are just quite a lot of chug and, yeah. you know, not a lot of... They're so scooped most of the time, aren't they? Yeah. So, yeah, to have a bit of that does help. Anyway, so, yeah, do listen to the podcast from before if you're interested in that. Um, I threw myself into writing stuff for my solo project um, and uh, finding a way for for me to gig that because um, what I really wanted to do was just to go out and, and gig it um, before lockdown happened and just do some open mic nights and stuff like this. Um, but this kind of forced me to really evaluate what my setup was going to be, yeah. uh, what the stage show would be like, and uh, especially the tech sort of rehearsal. So I used the live streaming um, to uh, to sort of rehearse that. So that was really quite fun. Um, uh, yeah, and I've, I've probably written about six or seven songs that I'm sort of trialing out and not recording yet, just gigging them a bunch to yeah. sort of yeah iron out the creases because there's been a lot of times when I've sort of been playing and and I'd think I'm going into the verse, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. So, and I'd, I'd left another couple of bars and I'm sitting there going, it doesn't work. Maybe it works on the listen, but it doesn't work on the play. Okay, so yeah. it's kind of, yeah, I need it. I need it to be able to work for my fingers, not just for other people's ears. Mm. Otherwise it just sort of doesn't feel like it's my song. Work smart, not hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been doing that. I've been the live stream with the Buccaneers. Mm. We were, hoping to do a lot of recording uh, of videos and songs to release, but, you know, nailing people down when it's very tough to, for, for people to kind of come out of a bit of a shell yeah. um, has, has been tough. So it's, it's just been a bit of fun on Sundays, giving little pirate facts and pirate stories and doing little pirate quizzes. I've been mm. doing things like, you know, can, like, I'm going to play you about, I play a song. Before I do that, can anybody tell me in the comments, what is a scuttlebutt? <laughs> and then I'll play a song and I'll be like, ah, scuttlebutt is a butt of water that has had a hole in it. So a scuttle when you scuttle something you put a hole in it and a butt like a butt of water there like a cask so that it, you know it'd be trying to make it a little bit more interesting and, and it gets people commenting which really does help your algorithm if you if people are commenting on a live stream then it just bumps it up to people's news feed so you get more views that way so it's just always a good idea to um yeah just to interact with peeps you yeah. know what I mean it's uh, good to know if you're watching a live stream get interactive because uh, that you know yeah. that help that really helps someone who someone get seen and get heard absolutely man yeah it really does Do yeah especially if, if you're a supporter um uh so oh yeah recently a couple of weeks back um we uh we did a little pre-recorded live gig at the east coast diner in woodbridge um mm. which uh, was thanks to ben osborne uh, of no- noise of art and uh it's sort of uh, what's it first light festival um and it's going to be an online festival that goes on at the end of this month. So it's probably going to be next week. It's going to come out. And it was just Rich Murray and I um, playing four songs, I think it was. An original and a bunch of like sort of rockabilly blues and, and rock and roll. Uh, just as uh, the first time that we played together in months. And we nailed it. It was so good. I nice. mean, probably I'll listen back to it. I was like, we're not quite at the standard we used to be. But, you know, it's what happens when you don't actually play with another musician yeah. for months. It's a muscle, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've got to flex re- it. Rebuild your music muscles. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that was really fun. I can't wait for, for Ben Osborne to release that. 
nice little place the east coast diner it's interesting to see a restaurant actually running with these kind of new guidelines and 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 being a takeout service and you know it's it's because you hear about it and you order from the places, but you never actually see what they look like. And it's just upturned tables and chairs and, you know, yellow and black tape. And yeah. these poor people that spent ages, you know, making their venue look exactly how they want it to. And now it just looks like a storage room. Like if you walk and past no Colt, going to see it. right? If you walk past Colt on the waterfront in Ipswich recently, no. like it's just, it looks like a storage room for furniture because, wow. you know, they've just. Everything's on top of everything. Yeah. Just, it's just uh, it's so sad because you know how good those places look, yeah, um, and how much work went into it. But anyway, it will happen again. Um, what else? So yeah, um, the Lockerbillies live stream I'm done with now uh, until further notice. I've done 15 of them every Saturday um, for the entirety of lockdown so far. And uh, now that we do have a live gig coming up this Saturday at the Steamboat Tavern, which is actually sold out. Oh, I was going to say, can I come? Oh, wish. Sorry, man. But yeah, they sold out within a day. Of course. Um, course. They're only allowed 50 people in, so it's not. I'm not like, oh. you know, we sold out a thousand tickets. Oh, yeah. um, but yeah, so, but we are, um, yeah, so excited about that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did end the Lockerbillies live stream, the Lockerbillies lockdown. Um, we've raised uh, £1,300 for Age UK Suffolk. Um, for their Good Day Calls campaign. And uh, yeah, that helped out a bunch of people that really needed it during lockdown, as everybody can hear in the news about how difficult it's been in care homes for people. Mm. Um, so yeah, I was quite proud of that. Um, and yeah, I had some good friends over that. I think that's helped me to get through it mentally, is mm. just having the same folks every Saturday night just saying, oh, play this one. I loved it when you did it last time. And, and talking to each other yeah. on the comments, which was so fun, just seeing people that hadn't met before becoming mates and then tagging their own mates and then just sort of having this still a community vibe that you would get at a gig. That's nice. That's yeah. nice that, that, that that can still exist in a, in a new format. Yes. Yeah, definitely. There's still that social. It, you can still be social, though distanced. Um, but yeah, so the, the great thing was, I, I've talked about this on the show before, but the, uh, seeing feedback immediately um mm. that's what i used the the live stream for for my solo stuff was just like did you like that track what did you think what do you think it needs i'll change it uh because you know your song's yours until you release it and it's somebody else's yeah. um so yeah I, you know now i've played it it's your track what would you do with it um so yeah that was that was interesting just to hear a bit of feedback people saying i like this one didn't like this one so much and so i can sort of adapt my set to it a bit more um Trying not, I'm trying not to cram too much in. Uh, so, yeah, we've got... So I did my Lockerbilly stuff, did the East Coast Diner thing, raised the money, worked at Moreland, did their end-of-year performance, did my back-in, so now I'm walking like some kind of weird flamingo. <laughs> um, yeah, online teaching's been fun, uh, as fun as it can be. It's not as fun as being yeah. with a kid uh, or adult, um, you know, watching them uh, um, really get get their technique down and, and seeing sort of right close what they need to change because it's very difficult to uh to hear what they need to change when the sound is so compressed mm. because you know you might have thought it was fret buzz or what i call fret farts which makes kids laugh um uh or if it was just a weird thing that happened over the stream so it might have just been like a yeah <laughs> that suddenly happens so you'd be like oh you messed that bit up you're like no i didn't <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me um so yeah i've been working with all star uh, rock school and they are still looking for people uh, i want to um congratulate rob yeah uh he is going to be taking over the ipswich side of things on the all-star rock school as they um 
go global now. They're going to be going yeah. global all over the world with All Star Rock School. Taking so, over. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Rob Lewis will be Mr. Ipswich and sorting all the new bands out for the future. Yeah. I can think of a better guy for it. Definitely not. Um, yeah. So yeah, nice one, bud. Um, yeah, that's been fun. I've had my student Maisie on bass. I've had a lot of bass students, actually. That's good. Uh, on, online, uh, on my online lessons. But Maisie's really been uh, a standout student at all star for for ages because she just practices she likes her music she listens um to music outside of the tracks that she's learning which mm. is great because sometimes you know you'll be teaching a, a student and they'll just they'll just listen to the tracks that you've showed them and otherwise they'll just be watching youtube you're like do you want to play music or do you just <laughs> want to be a youtube star because that's fine but just don't waste your money <laughs> um so yeah oh and i've been doing what you have been doing with the covid covers the covers yep. Covers. Covers Covers nineteen. Well it's Covers twenty now. Um because uh yeah, we we were planning for ages to do like some rockabilly uh swing and rock and roll covers of like tracks from our uh upbringing yeah. you know, our musical upbringing so we started off releasing uh, she hates me yeah that by was great. puddle of mud which was really fun just again videoing it um and uh sending it off to rainer to edit it legendary man he is um rainer vandell on youtube oh, and yeah, on instagram and on facebook um if you need videos done and if you need drums he's the man but he's very busy with a secret project at the moment. So who are. are indeed? Well, it's not the Wurzels. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> it might be <laughs> comeback tour with our new punk drummer. Um, so yeah, that uh, we yeah we did that. We did the middle where Jimmy Eat World, mm. and we've got two we haven't le- released yet. Uh, one which is going to be our sitcom video, which I've been editing oh, using nice. DaVinci Resolve. Yeah, talked about this on the show before. Um, that is, I hated it before. Not not DaVinci, just editing videos. But this has been the most fun I've ever had editing a video because it's all our friends, family and fans are all together sort of pretending to be in a sitcom yeah. and sort of getting that together. And I'm sitting there like laughing mm. to myself, just giggling like, you know, Frankie is, is you know, poor things living with me. You know, like, <laughs> so then just I'm sitting there with headphones going, Do you want to know something interesting? Because me, me and Charlie, we, uh, we've submitted our video. Yeah. And we did, we're like, oh, let's just, let's just have us, Cheersing our, our our mugs. Yeah. And then we look at the camera and we did that and we both winked at the same time. But you did. we hadn't told each other we no. were gonna do that. And then your bird, which I don't know which one it did, uh oh. it whistled at the same time you winked. <laughs> <laughs> it goes ting. <laughs> so <laughs> I kept that in because I thought it was really be funny. Tony. He's a talky boy. Oh Tony, talky Tony. Talky Tony. Walky Tony. Yes. Um yeah, so that was that was that. Um it was it's so it's now I'm sort of trying to crack on with the with the with the concept album that I've been teasing for ages. Um, it's been quite tough to really get myself raring to go on that one because it's such a big project, and I think everybody's been quite deflated by the the news and and yeah. And you know, obviously there was the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that as well. So just sort of hearing all those stories come out, everybody's just going, "Oh my god, I didn't realise it was so bad." Happy about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, um. Wh- I'd like I'd like to sort of do a little quick thing, a little section here, if you if I may, right. of just sort of like how have you dragged yourself out of the hole of being depressed? Include well, using music or or, or to do with your career. <laughs> I'm I I don't know. I feel like I'm still kind of somewhat in the hole. Mm-hmm. I'm still getting out of it. I found that when I did my first day of paid work. Mm-hmm. Since February, which was last week, crazy. 
I uh, that gave me a sense of purpose, and I felt yeah. very good. I've uh, you know, I both me and Charlie, we're very much we're workaholics, and I feel that in an, I, I want to say that in a healthy way. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that I you know having something to get up and out of bed for to kind of do that's really quite that was important for me to do and mm. to kind of go that made me feel good about myself definitely um we did some running which we yeah. started but haven't really been able to keep up but that was really good i quite enjoyed that Should exercise is really good for well-being definitely. just to keep you kind of i don't know it just releases the right sort of endorphins mm. to kind of make you be a, be a bit more it's not all bad mm. so that's something that's, that's that's been good for me i think it's just not being idle yeah. Um, which does it. Uh, I found today was the first time I've stopped um, for a little while. And uh, I was just at home this morning. Uh, I was like, ah, oh, I could do whatever I want. And I just found myself sort of pacing like some kind of caged animal. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I want. Um, and then as soon as I started sorting out like the recycling or something like that, and I just yeah. took that down to the tip, I was just like, oh, that it takes your mind off it completely. Um I have because I've been doing the the Moreland stuff that has really really helped. Mm. Um, sort of have a make, routine. Yeah, well, have a purpose. Mm. Um, because I've felt like I've you know actually been helping that it, it made me sort of not listen to myself when I was putting myself down in my head. You know, I'm yeah. just like, well, you have done something good, so shut up about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've kind of been cocooning a little bit. I think that's what a lot of people have been doing. So I what I've I've, I've written a couple. Uh, points here josh's josh's points just points uh josh points i'll be awarding them for anybody that that tells me they've been doing this um they're well they're worthless (laughs) unless you (laughs) enjoy my respect they're worth less than bohemian rhapsody yeah (laughs) point no 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 one pence um so yeah it was just kind of like how to adapt to the new normal as a musician yeah so uh the first one is social media um all the bands that i've seen around uh the local scene um I've barely seen any of them mm. now because I used to see them all the time because I'd go out to gigs and I'd be talking to mates uh, who are musicians about what they're doing so I knew what they were up to. But because of this kind of depression thing um, that we've all had, that a lot of people have just been like, I'm staying away from, from social media because it just gives me FOMO and it makes me feel less than, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and it's just, that's all you find yourself doing is just sort of reading through other people's great lives and going, oh, what am I doing? I'm just sat in my pants. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think people as bands need to be using social media now more than ever. Um, as, you know, as useful as it was before, it's it's invaluable now mm. because nobody's going to know what you're doing um, uh, because you're not gigging. Yeah. So is you've either got to use social media and post about what you've, you know what you've done in the past or to tell them what you're doing now uh, in this sort of new normal so using those live streams yeah i've been streaming on instagram facebook and youtube um facebook's been the best but that's just where my fan base is um and it's just not as hard as people think it is yeah i to add to that i think it's like it's very easy to think just because you can't gig and because you're not able to gig even if you're you know that you will be able to soon. It doesn't hurt to be to remain in people's consciousness. Absolutely, yeah. You know, like Lockerbillies have done really well. Thank you. You, you and yourself to kind of remind people that you're still here. Mm. You're still making music. So when they finally can leave the house, mm. 
and go watch some music, they'll look to you for where you might be playing because you've got you're 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 you've already done half the work. Mm. It it's it's so invaluable. Again, I love that word at the moment. Uh, for people to think you're crazy busy. Yeah. Sometimes I am sat on my pants, scratching my butt, and going, oh, "I don't want to do all my life." Um, but people are constantly telling me, "I know you're super busy, but like so yeah. so many of my my messages start with that. I know you're super busy, but can you do this?" Um, and so, yeah, just just that perception of you being super busy is is so useful. Um, so social media is just the best way to do that. My mm. second point is to find a new revenue stream. Yeah. So using the stream. Um, but yeah, I got the idea from Two Little Good Times, who has been streaming regularly as well, mm-hmm. um, uh, to use PayPal. And you get yourself a, a personalized PayPal um, URL at paypal.com slash lockerbillies. And for people that have just been like, look, you don't have to be giving me, you know, five is 10 is 50, 50 quid, whatever. Just give me 50p and yeah. it will help us to record new stuff to stay a band um, and, you know, uh, just to yeah, be be a business still because mm. you know that's that's exactly what's been happening to loads of other businesses. They've just run out of revenue. Mm. So yeah, it's finding that new revenue stream. Merch, um, you know, maybe writing songs for people or using these sort of like fun covers that you do and putting them as ads and things, and so that people will start to, you know, actually buy your stuff. Um, interacting with fans, I think, is another big point. Uh, you can really get to know your fan base, and I've I've been doing that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know people will be saying that I've been really low yeah. um, these past couple of weeks, but watching some live music has really really helped. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I just be like, oh yeah, what's been getting you down? And just having a little little chat with people that I don't know, but just having that interaction makes them really much more inclined to come and see you or support you yeah. if you do care about your fans because you need to. Mm. That's the only reason you, you're a thing is because you have fans. Of course, of course. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. you're just a garage band, right? Um, and nothing wrong with that. Which we all kind of are at the moment. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of us have got garages. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that, interacting with fans, uh, making more videos. So yeah, using that. Um, I hate editing videos really do mm. i don't like to use the word hate often but i really do hate it <laughs> yeah so yeah. but you know it's kind of it's it's either it's either swim or drown isn't it so exactly doing that and nothing else and my last point was to sort of cocoon and choose your moment so that's what i've been doing a lot of the time is been nobody's been seeing me so i've kind of been shifting how i dress and how i um, and how I sound in a lot of stuff and the kind of music that I've been wanting to write for ages is starting to come out a bit more. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, you know, you, I've been wearing a lot more rings and been sort of like... You look buying like a, a darts player. <laughs> darts player. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was going for Mafia Don, but fine. Yeah, that's You can it. be both. Um, pirate <laughs> Hey, he's sleeping with the darts. Um, so yeah, like, I don't know. It's, it's really helped me to not go down in the pit is just feeling like I look good. Yeah, um, because uh, I don't know. Um, I think uh, I was going to go for the for the grow your hair long, grow the beard. But um, why are my, you gesturing at me when you because say because you've done both those things? <laughs> but you you can grow a fuller beard than I can. <laughs> can I? <laughs> yeah, you can. I uh, trust me. I just haven't had my hair cut. Like <laughs> it, you you say that this is a style that I've gone for. No, I've just stopped styling. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot I've got hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been. All my family are like, just go get your hair cut. I'm like, I don't know. I just, I feel whilst I'm not gigging, this gives me some kind of rock and roll, like, identity. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's good. You're like, oh, man, I can headbang again. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think, like, um, 
It's uh, one one. I did fall into a big pit of depression the first couple of weeks, and a, and a close friend. I just said to him, "I've been feeling really really bad. I miss my mates. I miss I miss mm. gigging." And what they said was, "Yeah, but we all feel like that," and that didn't help. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that what we need to do now is to be a lot more conscious of mental health. I think people are going to be a lot more because as soon as you see your mates now, the next time you see them, you're going to be like how are you feeling? And they're going to be like, eh, not great. Yeah. And you have to be able to say, okay, I'm going to listen to you. Yeah. Rather than just going, ah, well, what can you do? Yeah. Because, uh, it's just delegitimizes how they feel Mm. and they feel like that it's not, that that they were feeling bad for no reason at all. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's healthy for people because it just makes them feel like they're just, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think what we're going to, we're going to have to do when we get back out into gigs, um, socially distant listening. Socially listening. Social listening, exactly. Distant listening. Um, so anyway, Harley, let's talk about some news. Let's let's talk about let's let's talk about serious news. So Harley, yes, I was going to try and stay away from the COVID news, but nah. there is some good news coming. That's what we need. We need good news. Good news. So Tell it to me, Josh. Um, Indoor concerts are returning to England next month, the cultural secretary has declared. Um, uh, Yes, this is just research that came in uh, today via Digital Music News that I read. Following the success of the outdoor performance program and a trial run for socially distanced indoor entertainment, fans will have the chance to attend indoor concerts beginning on August 1st. Wow, that's great. That's like a week and a bit. Yeah, that's going to be, I I mean, that's just, that's just an extra step forward in where we where we want to be. Hopefully, absolutely. Of course, I'm. There's going to be, it's going to be limited tickets. I'm mm-hmm. sure there will be face masks. So make sure you. Uh, well, there's not in pubs at the moment. It's not in pubs. No pubs and so clubs and restaurants. There's no face masks needed because the shops will be 24th. Yeah. But if you think about it, if you're a pub or you're in a, a restaurant, every five seconds you can be taken off so you can drink or you can eat. There's no real need. And, and yeah. so well, there's the need, but it's just <laughs> yeah. there's no point. Uh, exactly, because you know if you're going to let people eat in public, <laughs> then yeah. you're just like, well, there you go. Consistency and messaging, eh? I'm I'm yet to see someone try and drink a pint through their face mask. <laughs> They've got like filters in some of them as well, so it yeah. just like take all the carbon out. <laughs> like, oh, it's not fizzy, <laughs> <laughs> not fizzy exactly. So yeah, but that that was. What do you guys think? So um, uh, we are doing this this gig uh, this Saturday. We uh, an outdoor gig at the Steamboat, and there's 50 people allowed. I mean, that place is usually uh, like 200 people at least. Yeah, I think it's 160 um, cap. Yeah, I think, but with the new spread out and, and yeah. you know going into the back garden and stuff as well, and they can. Uh, operate with that but the problem is it's l- operating at a loss so okay i think ticket prices are going to have to go up yeah um and there have has been talk of people saying well if you're going to be opening up theaters and concert venues um the government should subsidize for every ticket sold that they pay for another ticket is so that the the um mm. So that the the venues still make the same amount of money as if they would sold out a full audience rather than just half cap. Yeah. But I mean, what do you guys think of that? Do you think the government should be subsidising that, or do you think they've subsidised enough? That's a good question. I, I there's a lot to be. Um, that will cost a lot of money to do, Absolutely. but at the same time, like it will just toxic cost us tax pounds next yeah, year. Yeah, we'll we'll, we will be paying for it one way or other, essentially. Uh-huh. But at the same time, if 
we if they don't do that, are, we, are these are these theaters going to still exist when we can mm. finally go? Absolutely. Is this going to be the end of large, large, like gigs? You mm. know, think stadium gigs. What what's going to happen there? Right. So that's going to be a, a sports a sporting as well. But yeah, yeah we don't care about. That. Um, <laughs> nah. Anyway, so back on more music news. Let's tell you another story, Harley. Let's go and do that, yeah. Um, guitar maker Gibson is seeking the public's help in locating a lost shipping ledger, which is worth a $60,000 reward. Ooh. Right? Just over 59 grand. Um, the missing Gibson ledger is shipping paperwork uh, is shipping paperwork on rare Gibson guitars from the late 1950s, which, I mean, the 59 Les Paul is just like one of the most valuable guitars of all yeah. time, isn't yeah. it? Uh, What's his name? What's that guitarist's name that's got like four of them? Jimmy Page? Uh, no. Um, oh, Joe no. Bonamassa. Joe Bonamassa. Yeah. He's got so he's got hundreds of Gibsons, Oof. and he's got a, a great a large a large amount of them are like the fifty. He's got a larder of them. Yeah. He's got, he's, <laughs> we just he's get one them all from Yes, yeah, so nice. three, three, five, and just poured lager down the f hole. <laughs> <laughs> yummy, yummy. Um, <laughs> Drink it out of the jacket. So bucket. this ledger, yeah, <laughs> contains authenticity verifying information on some iconic guitars. Uh, Gibson says it is offering a fifty-nine grand reward for the ledger's return. No questions asked. Ooh, okay, um, that's. I'll tell you about how it happened. Okay. Um, Gibson is also hoping the missing ledgers may have information on lesser-known Gibson models and prototypes. Uh, it would help distinguish authentic 59 Les Pauls from the many fakes that appear for sale online. Uh, an authentic 1959 Gibson Les Paul can sell for about 500 grand. Yeah. Um, uh, they believe that the missing ledger was misplaced, so not stolen, but then, you know, it could have been stolen, who knows, mm-hmm. uh, when the company relocated from Michigan to Nashville in the 80s. Um, they uh, struggled in recent years, haven't they, Gibson? I mean, they went yeah. back from bankruptcy last year? Uh, yeah, they, they, uh, yeah, they went under and they've been bought out by another company. And then they're, they're you know... And I think uh, they're doing all right now. But Nashville got hit by a big old tornado. Yeah, that'll... And then COVID-19, isn't it great? Yeah. Never rains, it pours. Um <laughs> So yeah, they've struggled in recent years. Um, I think most of their customer base are going to be sort of the wealthier types that yeah. want these very classic collectors. guitars, you know, collectors, editions, and prototypes. Um, the manufacturer filed for bankruptcy in 2018. There, there it go. is, 2018, uh, sold off some of its investments, including Philips. So they owned Philips as well. Uh, CEO James Curley took the company's reins and said it would stay true to its historic roots. So I think that's where this ledger story has come in that they're I- trying to sort of reclaim some of that. I would uh, add to that my my support because from what I've understood, their guitars are a lot more traditional now than they were mm. beforehand. I think they're, you're right. I think they've dropped their random robotic machine heads and yeah. silly designs of hollow body, solid guitar, chambered guitars yeah. and stuff. I think they've gone back to that kind of make a guitar mm. honestly. Back to the real heavy Les Pauls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> Goodbye back. Really, yeah, absolutely. Um so, I would like to get to some questions from the audience. Uh, thank you to Nigel for this question. Harley, how do you feel about large outdoor and indoor gigs going ahead in the near future? I would like to see them happen. Yeah. I the, I fully support the uh, like the social distancing gigs and stuff. Um, I see a lot of people... Uh, a lot of musicians you may see having the green hashtag, let the yes. music play. Um, and a lot of people misread the hashtag because that seems to be the theme for this year of misunderstanding 
short sentences mm-hmm. to represent a much larger cause. Um, exactly, like uh, <laughs> Susan Album Party. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Google that. Uh, <laughs> Susan Album Party. Please Google that. So, um, yeah, like a lot of people complaining that that is supporting people putting themselves in danger, but it's more a case of the government aren't helping out musicians whilst that situation's been mm. quiet. Uh, is is a issue? Yeah, I'm part of me selfishly is happy to stand back until we're definitely okay to kind of right. bring this forwards. Because although I'm not in a great position and I will not survive until Christmas mm. without some kind of work or income, mm. I can survive and not put my fans slash audience slash bandmates at risk mm. for a little bit and I'd like to hold off and then I I I would support holding off for a little bit until we can definitely go back and hit it running mm. hit the ground running then See, that was what was going through my mind it was a bit of a conundrum when uh, the steamboat did ask me about this about doing this gig on, fr- on Saturday mm. I was a little bit um and ahhing about it because um, not only do we want to be socially distant we want to be socially responsible yeah um, but knowing that they are very professional venue that wouldn't open this up without thinking about this yeah and without um you know without actually organizing the place beforehand they're not allowing people to go inside in well unless it's like a one-way system mm. um they're keeping That's people in the bubbles few pubs that can do that actually yes true um the um and they said uh andy said uh yeah so this is why we wanted to get you guys because we know you're a professional outfit and you will be um you know, responsible um, because we yeah. do worry about how we look because we want people to hire us. So we don't want to be doing something that's, uh, you know, definitely deemed to be socially irresponsible. It's good that you're, that that's a reputation that you have. Yeah, uh, somehow. I mean, everyone has the rep- wants the reputation of being professional. Mm. Um, one would hope that most bands kind of keep that without having to think about it. Mm. But hey, that's, it's good that that's, Paid, paid in fruition which means mm. you know you're getting one of the first full band gigs of the year I think really what's done that is just not drinking at gigs yeah. <laughs> not sleeping around um, anyway so there you go Nigel I hope that's helped um, I you know we're for it but as long as it's socially responsible um, old Sam Baker our mm. old mate how do we combat uh, combat the absolute dr- I don't know what I think I've spelt this wrong here just put dross dross yeah that, that's a word is that a word yeah okay like... good the absolute dross yeah that gets into the charts uh, always chart music, always this bad. All right, hot take, uh, Charlie. Is music worse now, or has it always been bad in the charts? Um. Okay, so I will always repeat this. I've said it many times that, you know, when it comes to pop music, it doesn't matter if I like it because it's not designed for people like me. Mm-hmm. And the people it's designed for essentially are the people who like it mm. like this I'm, I'm not saying i'm better than that as a musician mm. i'm not saying that any like anyone else who listens to that kind of music is a lesser of me or greater of me mm. but some people just have their like pop music is made essentially for the masses yeah it needs to be accessible uh us musicians will probably prefer something with a bit more complexity because mm. we listen to music every day we we're tuned to a more mm. standard to kind of know well come on give us another chord mm. write about something else yeah but for a lot of people it's just something nice to have in the background and if it's 
complex and challenging to listen to. Mm. Uh, it's not gonna. It's not gonna be as pleasing to the ear as for a casual listener. Yeah, casual. I think is is the right word. Yeah. Um. I I think that music is really only as good as the time you live in. Um. The the thing is with some of the albums I've been listening to recently. I've been listening to the Zootons. I've been listening to some of the old Arctic mm. Monkey stuff, Electric Six, mm. uh, a bit of the Fratellis stuff that I grew up with. And I remember just at the time I was like, I really like ACDC but I'll listen to this new music because all my mates are listening to it. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, this is all right. Um, but now listening back, I'm like, those are bangers. And mm. nostalgia has such a big part to play. Yeah. I think you, what you're right is is the casual listener. Because, yeah, when we're listening to something, we want complexity, don't we? Um, and I actually think that sometimes the present, there is no better time for music than the present. And yeah. no matter what year you're, you're, you're living in, because we're constantly learning as musicians from past musicians mm. um and you know we've never had a a, lo- a larger breadth of knowledge uh, of a knowledge base yeah. to build from than now yeah uh, and i'll say that again in a couple of seconds because <laughs> you know time moves um but you know it, it's the interesting thing is that we constantly fed this stuff on the radio that we think is absolute dross yeah thanks i can use that now um <laughs> But, um, used. but the stuff that you find that's just under a rock somewhere sometimes is still the best music you'll ever find and who cares about the mainstream? Yeah, I will add, I mean, the thing that makes pop music a pop music of its time because mm. pop music from the 70s sound nothing like the music of today and mm. whatever. Pop music, definitely. Is, but the underground yeah. music can be stuff yeah. that you... Rock, rock can be rock. And like you know, there are songs that rock bands could bring out today that could be can come straight from the 60s, 70s, and, 80s, and vice versa. And <laughs> yeah, like there's because it's a, a slightly more defined genre than mm. something like pop. But pop is very culturally influenced. So you think about a lot of music that's coming out today. It's very it's influenced by social media. It's yeah, influenced and by like sort of producer base because you've got stuff that can be put into a short clip and that's why I think there's a lot of music that's come out of like the TikTok culture mm. of a small clip it's being it will be fed to be something that can be danced to that, are, that are like a, a dance routine that can be added mm-hmm. to it because that's what's a famous it's what a, a popular app right now and meme music as well yeah. is such a thing like a lot of my students want to learn this song that's just famous because it was in a meme and I, I never heard of it and probably would never have heard of it. Yeah. And it's not really in the charts or anything like this, but it's just something that they absolutely love. So yeah. I'm not like, I'm not going to be like, this is awful. I'm not going to teach you it. <laughs> it's it. like, you, it's good to you. So I'm going to show you how to play it. Yeah, that's it. You know, and we, our, our like generation had that. I was listening to the hamster song. Do you remember that? What the da, da, da. <laughs> the gopher thing? No, oh. <laughs> no. What's the hamster song? Um, oh, I can't even think. Google it. It's weird. <laughs> it's just a weird like, like you know, it was from the era of when they they made a dance song that was just a dance song, and then the song was just like a pitch shift. Like they just put a squeaky. Yeah, yeah. They just took that, super super tramp and then that, pitched that was, up. That was a serious genre of music and yeah, it's so true. ridiculous now but yeah. so you can't you can't ridicule music of today when we realize what we loved back then exactly exactly <laughs> I mean, good point yeah very good point um right so a question from mr rob lewis um hi, now hi, we neighbor. are to some extent hello rob um able to gig again should gigging artists live stream to those that can't be there 
And I would say, yes, now that I know that I, how to do that, yeah. I'm going to be doing that this Saturday um, as people are going to be so used to me gigging every Saturday night that um, when I can, I'm going to be live streaming to those people that aren't, that may be at home shielding mm. um, and can't go out and are feeling very FOMO. There's word a, of the day. Yeah, and that does bring to a point that's just, uh, it's worth mentioning for those who don't spare a thought because it's easy to forget we're getting to a point now where we can potentially go out and we can start going to pubs we can start going you know and being a bit more sociable as mm. long as we're you know sensible but there are some people who are very vulnerable that it's not they're not even close to being out of the woods yet mm-hmm. they they need they can't really begin to move on and be and live their life normally until this is completely Mm. well and truly over and done with or until they've adapted to the new normal yeah so i think yeah i think i think we have a social responsibility as musicians to help keep people out in some kind of sense rather yeah. than you know uh, you know it, it not actually it, you know out but in <laughs> um so yeah i think i think i think you're right rob i think we should do it if we can we yeah. should if the yeah. internet's working because <laughs> some of the some of the places in suffolk that you gig there will be no 4g or no wifi of course of course yeah. um uh, John, Mr. Spoonie from Hope Ahead, uh, who were my friends with. Oh yeah, that's one thing I didn't say I was doing. I did Lock Eight, Lock East, little smoke ha- smokehouse festival they did um, mm-hmm. of artists all day, and I did a set on that one. Nice. And so did Hope Ahead. So well done, John. That was a great one. Um, he says, "I'd love to hear you guys discuss your personal thoughts on capacities, distancing messages, and comfortably attending live gigs going forward." I mean, so how long until you feel like you want to go to a gig, Harley? I mean, we've been looking around. Now gigs are coming out. Like Rob's been doing the odd gig. Mm. We've kind of, we've been going. Let's go, but we're also googling the venue if we haven't been there before and going, right. how is this going to work? Mm-hmm. If it's a venue we know and we know that it will work in an outdoors environment where we're not going to kind of be squished up against a wall because there's someone walking past us, mm-hmm. um, then we'd be we'd be okay to go. If it's a new venue that we've not been to before, we'd probably want to like extensively research mm. in that. It also depends on the clientele as well. You want to see if you can find that out. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, there have been people that have been very flippant and it has enraged me quite a lot. Oh, God, yeah. Right? Just to just to be walking into it, walking in a shop and you've got gloves and a, and a mask and there's some idiot that's just walking the wrong way and oh, hugging his mates. People do not pay attention to the diarrhoes, do no, they? No, all that sort of stuff, right? But, um, yeah, so if you're going to be going to some, like, you know, a dive bar and yeah. there's a gig going on, half to, uh, you know the the kind of people that might be turning up might not be as conscious as you are and uh, and also the venue owners might not be conscious so i think it really does depend on the venue and on the clientele yeah. um whether you should go to one of these gigs something like the steamboat which i you know is a classy joint mm-hmm. and they're responsible people i thought that's fine but i've had some offers from other places where, where i've looked at it and thought they're not going to be taking this seriously so yeah. i'd rather not and i've just told them i'm busy and uh and in terms of uh, using time as a thing as the as the the gates open further and right. we start to kind of find where the new normal is mm-hmm. um, I like to remind a lot of people <laughs> mm. and my I need to remind myself as well mm-hmm. I'm not a scientist right I don't believe everything you p- that's on YouTube <laughs> yeah I'm happy to go with the government's recommendation yeah um, even if it is sporadic it's still the I don't know. It's, I'd still trust it more than some randomer. Yeah, they're not. They're not sitting in a room without any like 
without any advisors who aren't professionals. Mm-hmm. They are basing their their decisions on research yeah. and on data, which I don't have. Yeah. So and no matter how how politically motivated people think that it is, I would still trust a kind of uh, um, you know a, a well informed group of people giving out a uh you know a, a voted on decision on 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 stuff then some bloke that just made a meme i think like you know a mate of mine uh put up a, a video no it wasn't it was just a picture of a scientist and it said this ma- this scientist from sweden predicted covid-19 back in 2017 but nobody listened to him and then in the text underneath he said no he didn't any idiot could edit a photo and put this in there don't read what you find on social media <laughs> yeah that's it like, but so many people would just read the topic and be like yeah sure yeah i believe that yeah exactly so yeah like as the gates open, I will be there with them. Mm-hmm. I will make sure I am not touching the said gates in case mm. somebody else has touched it. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, I'd rather live on the inside you. of the uh, inside of the the line rather than the outside. Yeah, certainly, I'm not going to be one to test the boundaries. Yeah, so we're all going to have to get much more dexterous with our elbows. Yeah, uh, opening doors. See, as musicians and loading as roadies, etc., we're great with you know holding a million things in their hands and still using a little finger yeah. or an elbow to open a door me and charlie went to the zoo the other day and it's great because the way it's lay- laid out it's they've quite quite well prepared for this because there's right. a lot of one-way systems and mm-hmm. stuff to ebb the flow and they've limited how many people can go through the come like can go in every day which is great but we were saying like there were certain like automatic doors and you open we've been hitting with elbows and i said Make sure you wash your elbows when you get <laughs> yeah, home. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Has everybody, have you been disinfecting your elbows? Tell yeah, us Tell yeah. us in the comments. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Uh, we do have a singular gig list. Cool. Uh, on 2nd of August, Mr. Daniel Lee Harvey is organizing the second Autism and ADHD online music festival. Um, I uh, was part of the first one and yep. it was a, a rousing success. They... They they raised a lot of money for a very worthy cause. They've got artists uh, like Vanya Lima and uh, Honey and the Bear, Barney Holmes mm. doing this. So there's some top-notch stuff going on. Um, that's all going to be on, from 2.30 to 8.15 p.m. Uh, on August 2nd. If you have access to Facebook, do join their group and, and, and watch that if you are missing your live music. That was a great, great, great vibe. Yes. That was the first time I really saw uh, a vibe. online vibes first time around love vibes don't you good old vibes so yeah thank you very much for everybody for listening yeah thank you all it's been an absolute pleasure to see you Harley it's been good Um, if you have enjoyed this please do make sure you like and subscribe and share this Um, uh, we do do games on our (laughs) do do uh, (laughs) games on our social media pages Uh, I've been trying to do them kind of at least every other day for a little while so just for an an idea of what we're doing is like What's the first album you ever bought? Let us know in the comments below. Um, uh, the strangest hidden message in a song. Uh, so backmasking and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, what's a cover version that people don't realize is a cover? Um, the craziest reason that somebody canceled a gig. The most, uh, uh, yeah, write an obscure song by a famous artist and see if others can guess. So there's loads there. Mm. Um, I was going to do a whole thing about like finding out my favorite uh, from each of these. Um, uh, like my favorite comment from each of these but instead i'm going to just read out i think the top the game top entry for all of these okay. games all yeah. right 
So this is this is mine. If you if you've got any in your head, Harley, please do. So it was what's the craziest? Oh, sorry, I should say it probably. Well, what's the craziest reason somebody cancelled a gig? Scott Norman, your legend. Yeah. Uh, on Coheed and Cambria, on tour supporting Soundgarden, the bassist of Coheed, Michael Todd, robbed a pharmacy with a bomb threat, walked up to the clerk showing a note on his phone saying he had a bomb on him and he'd detonate it if all the Oxycontin, Oxycontin wasn't handed over to him. The police traced him to the venue by following the GPS history of the taxi he took uh, to and from the drugstore. He was arrested hours before they were due to play. Wow. <laughs> right? I've got, I've got to say one more, though. It's not tied because this, this, this second one's amazing. But um, Scott's one has to win for that one. Um, so Dan Harvey, Daniel Lee Harvey... Uh, on an early Parliament tour, bassist Billy Bass Nelson was navigating and thought he'd had found a shortcut to Ohio. George Clinton, the, the leader of Parliament, recalls, we ran into a roadblock, went about a mile along the road and came out into a small town where we saw all these creatures walking around, zombies or mummies, hands up in the air and dead looks on their faces. We were scared out of our minds. Uh, end quote when they saw the Klieg lights they realised it was not an actual town of the undead but a movie set they had stumbled into the filming of George Romero's classic horror movie Night of the Living Dead wow. and was subsequently late for their next show which had to be postponed why is it always the bassist <laughs> on that note <laughs> yeah, I love I've been Josh Locke I've been Harley Cotton thanks for listening we'll see you next time see y'all bye bye, bye.